Hi, this is Ross Gelseth with another segment of Winning Words, where we teach you to influence others. We're in the month of May, and May is graduation month. So today's focus is on the graduates. If you are a parent listening to this podcast, please share this content with your graduate. Whether they're a high school graduate or a college graduate, please take the time. I want to do what I can do to help them enjoy the next phase of their journey. So today we're going to focus on the graduate, the graduates. So first of all, let me speak to the graduate. Before you get too much further away from the graduation, which many people celebrate for you and with you. Take the time now to thank key people that have helped your journey up to and including graduation. That includes parents, grandparents. If you're graduating from college, maybe it's someone that helped fund your education. Maybe it's somebody that provided a job for you in the summertime that helped provide the funds for you to pay for your education. Maybe it's someone who helped you achieve a scholarship that helped fund your education. But take the time to thank key people. This also includes your teachers, the people that you were closest to. By your taking the time to thank these key people, they will never forget it. And two, you will be building a reference bank, so to speak, of people that you're going to want to reach back to in the next four to five years to say, hey, would you write a letter of recommendation for me? Or can I use you as a professional reference you're building yourself a reference bank. So take the time to say thank you to those that have helped you get where you are. If you're a high school graduate, you are graduating in 2020 along with about 4 million other graduates in the United States of America. That is a lot of people you are entering the next phase of your life, not alone, but in mass with almost 4 million people. Whether you're a high school graduate or a college graduate, the next four to five years are your defining years. What do I mean by defining years? I simply mean the next four to five years, while they may go by fast, are going to define, determine, shape, and mold the rest of your life. Why? Because you can't get to the rest of your life without going through this next segment of journey. So a couple of coaching points. Move forward every day. Even God can't help a car that's stuck in neutral. You've got to move forward. So in this regard, let me encourage you. We're at 2020. 
By 2024, I would suggest to you that you should be well on your way to a profession, to a skill, or to a career that will give you options for your future. Let me repeat that. I encourage you by 2023, 2024, to be well on your way to a profession, a skill, or a career that will give you options for your future. We live in a world that is surrounded every day by change. You need flexibility. You need options. Education and training is your friend. Lack of education or lack of training, in my opinion, is your enemy. Do you want to build friends or build enemies? So move forward, build flexibility, be prepared to adjust. Give yourself options. The second point I want to make is you're graduating into a world that has new opportunities and challenges. New opportunities and challenges. There will be jobs available 10 years from now, careers that have not yet been created. That's how fast the time factor changes. So in this regard, you want to be able to be in a position to look to find and then to grasp new opportunities. Do not depend on same old, same old. What you thought is a constant is not. There's no such thing as a thing that lasts forever. Things get outdated. New opportunities present themselves. Be ready. At the same time, be ready for new challenges. For the past 11 weeks, our world has been caught up, taken captive by, some would say, the coronavirus pandemic. It's a significant challenge. But I would argue with you that it is not the only challenge that graduates have had to face in the four to five years of defining their life. Whether they were graduates in 1970 or 1980 or 2000, 2010, or any year along that path, there are always challenges. Be prepared for challenges. Next coaching point, be ready to compete. Be ready to compete. In this phase of life leading up to graduation, your livelihood has for the most part been determined by your parent or parents or someone that has helped you become who you are at the age of 18 or 22. And in that regard, their livelihood has determined your opportunities to this point. In other words, they've had to compete. 
Now you must be ready to compete. You will compete for almost any and every job or career opportunity. It's very unlikely that someone says to you, well, we know right now we want you to work for us, to join our firm, to be a part of our company at the age of 18 or at the age of 22. Instead, you're going to need to apply, interview, convince, and compete for a position. And you know what? Once you get the position, you're, not, you're gonna need to compete with the world to be successful in the position. You're going to need to compete with your fellow employees for market share. Drive up and down the streets of the community you live in. Count the restaurants. Count the number of auto, dealer, auto dealerships. Count the number of department stores. Competition every day. You must be ready to compete. In terms of a defining path and your defining years, let me give you a few simple pieces of advice that have helped me. First of all, in moving forward every day, let me use the analogy of building a home. You build a home from the foundation on up. You prepare the home site the ground, you put the foundation in. If the foundation is well done, the first story goes on very well. If you're building a two-story home with bedrooms upstairs, the second story is gonna go on quite well. Why? Because the foundation was put in well. If, however, the foundation is not square or it's put in uneven, the first story, the second story does not go on well. So the point is, as you move forward, take care of the little things. The little things are just like building a solid foundation. When you do the little things well, big things happen. That's one of the things I've told graduates for years. Do the little things well and the big things will happen. But if you don't care the little things, you don't take care of the little things, you're going to have a difficult time ever getting to the big things. The little things are things like time management, discipline, finishing well, following up. All of these things are a function of things you can control. You can control what time you arrive for work. You can control how well you do, what's your output. You can control how much you get accomplished each day. So building this foundation includes doing little things well. Another little coaching point, manage your to-do list. I'm a big believer that I'm better organized. I'm more effective as a person when I write down or I type on my notes app on my phone, my to-do list. And for me, I do a two week at a glance to-do list and I always do it 
two weeks in advance. So I know what I need to focus on over the course of the next two weeks. So your to-do list becomes what's important for you to focus on to accomplish. So manage your to-do list. And you know what's one of the fun parts, the fun aspects of managing your to-do list? For me, one of the most fun parts is to evaluate my progress. And I believe that in order for you to define with these next four or five years, you've got to consistently evaluate your path. If you turn around and look back from whence you've come, have you made progress and how much progress have you made? You evaluate what you've done. So manage your to-do list and then take the time. Fun exercise. Evaluate what it is that you've done on the to-do list. What can you check off? What do you have to keep on the list? What needs a bit more attention? What needs to happen in order to get that on the to-do list? What, how can you get it done, so to speak? Maybe it takes an extra person to help. Maybe it requires more insight, more wisdom, more tools, more resources, but evaluate. Plan your work and work your plan. The most effective people, in my opinion, have a plan and then they work their plan. A boat without a paddle, without a motor, without a rudder, whatever the means it is by which that boat is going to move down a river or across a lake is a function of having the motor or the paddle, the rudder, the means by which it's going to move. That's a function of planning the journey. And then with the rudder in place, with the paddle, with the motor, you work your plan. So plan your work, work your plan. In working your plan, you're moving yourselves towards your goal. You establish your work plan, including your goal, goals, and then you work your plan. Without a plan, any work will get you where you want to go. But the reality is you don't know where you're going because you haven't planned. Now, let me close with a couple of additional learnings. I mentioned a few moments ago, 2020, you're graduating in amongst a pandemic. It's a challenge. It's a challenge for everybody. So part of what Ross Jelseth has learned is you've got to prepare for the worst, but expect the best. Prepare for the worst, expect the best. When I was a college and high school football coach, I used to teach offense and defensive schemes to players. And we would draw up a play on the board and talk about the play and the goal of the play and what should be the outcome. And I would 
also then teach the players their individual responsibilities, their techniques, what they were to accomplish on the play in order for the team to make the play successful. So the next part of the teaching is, well, what's the worst thing that the defense could do if you're an offensive player running a given play? In other words, what technique or what defensive strategy would wreck the play? This is preparing for the worst. In other words, what's the worst that could happen? Some would say currently that this pandemic has been the worst. I don't know if this pandemic is going to be the worst thing you should ever encounter. But preparing for the worst is everything from, one, because you're prepared with your career, your skill, your options, that you can overcome a challenge. You can overcome a storm. You can overcome the worst But expecting the best is so important because we don't want fear of the worst to captivate us. You cannot live, in Ross Jelsa's opinion, a life dominated by fear. Fear will keep you home, bound up every day, anxious, intimidated, uncertain, to the point where you'll be stuck in neutral. So instead, I would exhort you to while we prepare for the worst, we expect the best. You live a life of optimism, of hope, of faith, of determination, of confidence. Why? Because you expect the best. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. When you look at life, do you look at life as something you anticipate? Great things happening to you. Confidence is so important. Hope, affirmation, belief. Let me close with this. When I look back on my life, and we talk about your moving forward. We talk about flexibility. We talk about change happening. We talk about the opportunities and the challenges. When I graduated from high school, I knew I wanted to go to college. After college, and let's count, I became a teacher. I became a college football coach. I became the headmaster of a private school. I became an elected official. I'm currently a consultant to organization and leaders. I'm an author and I'm a fundraiser. Now, when I count that up, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different opportunities I've had that have moved from opportunity into reality. That's seven different phases of my life, so to speak. When I look back on it, my life has been rich. I've been blessed. And in this regard, I look at each one of these different opportunities I've had 
And I would encourage you to look at your life. Did I know when I graduated from high school and college that at some point I would be an author, I would be a consultant, I would be raising money for a ministry, for a school? No. But over time, these opportunities, these doors opened. And I decided to walk through those doors to take advantage of the opportunities. And my life has been blessed. So let me close with this. You will have similar opportunities. Why do I tell you this to you now as a graduate? Because your opportunities become yours. Make the most of them. Enjoy your journey ahead, but make it your journey. To the class of 2020, high school graduates, college graduates, advanced degree graduates, part of your journey is behind you. You're finishing that journey with friends and family. The defining moments, the defining years are ahead of you. Enjoy that journey as well. Be prepared to face the challenges. Be prepared to excel in the opportunities. God's very best to you. Thanks again for visiting with us and listening in today to discuss the graduate moving forward your defining years, challenges, and opportunities. Thanks again.